year, everyone. This is our first podcast back for 2018. And big man, how are you doing this new year? I'm doing good. <laughs> he's yelling because he's not mic'd up right now. But we are excited because we have an amazing stylist. We're her super fans. And she's actually the first person we ever featured as a stylist on the Cut Life blog, and you all are very familiar with her. She really needs no introduction, Miss Ursula Steven. How are you? Hi, I'm well. How are you? I am amazing. Um, let's start by talking about Grammys that just happened, and you styled BB Rexa. Her bob was amazing. Thank you. So give us a little insight and background about how that style came about for the show and how you guys went about selecting how she was going to look for the Grammys? Well, I've been wanting to um, kind of give BB a little cut for a while now, but we just haven't had the right opportunity to do it. And, you know, when I saw the dress that she was wearing, we kind of all had like a little group message, you know, going around. And when she sent the dress over, I thought it was dope. Like, I thought it was gorgeous. I love the color, everything about it. And I thought... She needed something strong, you know, to kind of separate herself a little bit, you know, and just do something different. Absolutely. So I kind of went in with the, she's been stuck on wearing long hair for the last couple of um, months now, but I definitely went into work like, this is what we're going to do. Had to, you know, have my little strategy on how I'm going to let her know that this is what we're doing today. <laughs> <laughs> but the great thing is that the um, the makeup artist, Mario, Everyone knows him as Makeup by Mario. Um, he was supportive of it, and so was Maeve, her um, her stylist. So we all were kind of like, this is what you should do. Like, come on, come on. At first, she was a little not sure, but she, she, she got on board, and, and she loved it. No, the look was phenomenal. It definitely stood out on camera. I was watching the um, E! News red carpet. And I saw her interview with Juliana, and I was like, yeah, that's the look right there. And I think, you know, people, a lot of people are familiar with her, but some people may not be. But that look definitely made her stand out. And you are the queen of transformations, obviously. You know, this is the cut life, so we know you're the queen of taking that short hair look and giving people a whole new fresh image. Obviously, Rihanna, and you posted a throwback of one of her Grammy looks, that blonde short yeah. hair that we love. So... That is super cool. So we're talking about Grammys, but let's take it back and tell us about your journey as a hairstylist and how you even got into the industry in the first place. Um, I feel like as I as I grow, you know, go deeper into my career, that that answer kind of changed because it's it's so many. When I look back, it's so many things that I remember. You know, opportunities and you know, so I just feel like it was pretty much a combination of making just the right decisions and also making decisions that were right for me and no one else. You know, like, I, I, I'm good at acting, you know, other people's, people's opinions and things like that. But, like, just looking back, I think the biggest part of it was really um, knowing what I wanted, you know, and making decisions that was best for me. So when I think back on um, beginning, it pretty much was, just me kind of positioning myself right where I needed to be. I, I went to, you know, I wanted to do hair, so I went to, I went to beauty school, and my my beauty school was a high school. 
So I did that. And then after, you know, while I was there, I, I, I worked at, you know, after school and on the weekends at salons and just kept myself surrounded because that's what I really love to do. So I just was very hungry for it and just wanted to always be around it and just gather all information from all areas of it. So even while I was in school, yeah, that was fine, but I needed to kind of be hands-on. And, you know, a lot of my teachers really believed in me and pushed me and I, I really followed their advice and kind of, you know, really listened. And I think making those decisions early and making very strong decisions early, like deciding to drop out of, you know, college and go on tour, decisions like that, you know, I only you can you can only make them yourself. You can't really, you know, ask people what to do. You gotta really figure out what's gonna be for you and those were those were all like turning points of my career, you know, like first step going to beauty school while I was in high school. The vocation high school, you know, second step, you know, working on after school on the weekends, you know, third step, taking the chance to go on tour and, you know, seeing what that was about. So I think all those things kind of put me in it. But ultimately, I um, ended up working at a salon and a lot of the clients that worked there were in the industry some way, somehow. And at the same time, one of the girls that worked there, she did makeup and she kind of like just kind of took me under her wing and, you know, taught me a lot of things about testing and photo shoots and, you know, I partied with her like crazy. So I met everybody. I did her hair. So, you know, everybody wanted to get their hair done by whoever did that hot shit. You know what I mean? Right, so right. It was just it was just a, a compilation of all those things. It sounds like the common denominator is that you followed your passion throughout everything and you trusted your instincts in all of the decisions that you made because, it's hard for us to predict the outcome, but when you start with that passion and something that you truly love and you're doing it because you love to do it, not because someone else is telling you to do it, it's like you just trust that and it continues to drive you forward, even even now, obviously, with your career. And I, the takeaway that I want the audience to get from that is that you paid your dues. Like, you worked every angle of this to be prepared for the opportunities that you have, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, obviously, everyone follows you, and they're familiar with your celebrity clientele, and, you know, they love to see you do your thing, but tell us about... Um, how you started even working with celebrities and a bit about that process. Cause we do have a lot of stylists that, you know, are in the salon and they're like wanting to work in editorial or work with celebrities and do red carpet and all these different things. But they're just like, how do I even get started or put myself in position to even garner that type of clientele? I think, you know, everyone has their own story of, you know, how they got into the business, um, you know, for me, I just really surrounded myself with people that were in the business. And it's not, I didn't necessarily target that, but I think by saying yes to opportunities, like, you know, can you do this? Sure. Not knowing anything about it, but yeah, I can, I can pack all my stuff up and come to your hair and just figuring it out as I went, I went along, you know? So I think the main way that I did get into working with service is, is because a lot of my clients were in the business. So once my name started to travel around, it, it was it was no stopping it. It was a little difficult at first because, you know, working at trying to juggle that salon schedule with a freelancer schedule is hell. You know, it's very hard because you just never know when you're going to get called out to do something. And that kind of is how I end up really doing it full time because I kept getting called and then having to cancel my clients and move things around, you know, because at first it was like, oh, can you do this one artist? Sure, it was cool. I would be in a salon and 
you know, like normal. And then it was like, okay, well, she really wants you to come and do this. All right, but now I got to cancel this client. So it kept being that. And then it just, so that just kind of pushed me into being a freelancer full time. Right. And just kind of, it's like, what do you do if someone wants you to go on tour for three months, right? You have to take right. those opportunities because you never know where yeah. they will lead. And I'm sure right. you probably still have a couple of salty clients from that time that were like, man. Oh, oh, <laughs> for sure, for sure. A lot of them a lot of them say that to me. It's so funny that you, that you said that because I've run into a few of them and they, they will definitely say, listen, oh my God, I'm so happy for you, but I cannot believe that you left me. I'm right. Like, oh, <laughs> no, They're like, can you clone no. yourself for me, please? Yeah. Just so I can have but someone I, yeah, yeah but I strung it out for a very long time because I was so afraid I, I was very afraid because you know when you work in a salon you, you deal with quick money cash money you don't have to wait on nothing and when you become a, a, a freelancer you're waiting for money like it's not easy guys hello just so you know let me just put a little PSA out there yes. I know we all look fly <laughs> we look fly and shit we got all you know the latest and all that but it, 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 it's, it's a real hustle you know I mean once you really get into it and you have that clientele that you're involving then things start moving a little swiftly, but it's it's not an easy it's not an easy startup doing you know doing freelance and actually living off of it and really being able to you know be independent off of it. So I really tried to hold on to the salon thing for a long time, and, and I it, I came to like a breaking point where I was like straight up cursing out my agent back then and like saying like oh, I can't do this shit like I can't like I need money I got this my client is pissed I can't you know there's all I, all the attitudes. Right. She was very calm with me. I was like, oh, I like her. She was very, she knew how to handle me. And then I kind of, which I do a lot, I'm sure a lot of people do, I'm sure you do it. I just had to have a real serious conversation with myself. Like, what do you want? Like, at this point, I had been working behind the chair for double digits. So it was like, okay, sis, like, what do you want? Like, do you want to continue doing that? Because not really, I'm not really seeing how that, you know, what else I can do besides being here. Like, you know, I want to I still want that, but I want to add something to it. Right. Build your repertoire so, and be able to expand. Yes. And I, I love a few of the points that you mentioned, um, especially the part about being a freelancer and how they don't understand how these checks work. And there may be some yeah. amazing moments that you see, but there's a lot that goes behind it and being able to consistently yeah. maintain a lifestyle and I have a PR background and worked with, you know, entertainers as their publicists. So I totally understand whether you're waiting for a label to cut the check or don't let it be a corporate project. And you have 30 to 60 right. days that you have to wait okay. to get paid. Okay. They don't want to talk about that. And the project is done. The work is done, but you're still like, okay, where's my money? Like I need to get paid. So I totally understand that. And I'm sure there had to be, a bit of fear to make that transition because you're like, okay, I have this consistent money over here with these stylists, with these clients, but then I have yeah. these opportunities and I can't really predict what's going to happen, but it's a promising opportunity that could lead me in any direction. So, yeah, but you got to fight. Yeah. What, what does they fight through the fear and do it anyway? That's what you just yeah, have exactly. to do. Yeah. You have to, you have to be brave. I just have to tell myself like this and just, you get the smart all this, all these years. Okay. Let's, in order, if you want to see results, you got to put some time into this right here. And that's after that, I just never look back and just, uh, I just, I just pretty much surrender. So on your journey in working with talent and even working with brands, um, I won't necessarily trap you into having to name names, but what type of clients are your favorite type of client to work with? 
I mean, I love to work with any girl that loves to look and feel beautiful. Like, if you want that, and you, you know what I mean? If you, and if you understand that and you let me do my thing, I love to work with you. And I have a lot of clients like that, you know. Um, I feel like BB is like that. I feel like Riri is like that. You know, Queen Latifah is like that. Like, she just loves to have her hair done and, you know, blown out. And, you know what I mean? So I just, I just like, I feel like that's, that's where we connect, you know, on the client. What I love about your work and what you do is that, to me, you're not just a hairstylist, but you really um, build brands with your skill and with your expertise because you completely transform people and give them a look that they can carry out into their lifestyle. So it's not just a one-time red carpet situation or a one-time TV appearance, but you're actually crafting looks that they can take into their everyday life. And especially when you're dealing with recording artists, we know that they're stalked as soon as they leave the house. So they're trying to keep up with an image. And I think you set the tone for a lot of them with certain being able to, you know, create an image and for them to be able to yeah. carry out, carry it out in their everyday life as well. Absolutely. I, I, I'm a true believer in beauty is a lifestyle. Like that's just what it is. Like, you know what I mean? It's a lifestyle. Absolutely. You should feel comfortable. You should feel beautiful. You should feel, you know, you should feel beautiful when it comes to your, your hair and even your makeup, your wardrobe. You should feel comfortable, you know. And I, I love, I love women like like that. Love to to feel like that because I love to be around. That. I love to do it. I love to look good and feel good because once you look good, you feel good. And once you feel good, you're gonna you're gonna produce. You know, whatever you're you're gonna excel in whatever you're doing. And I love that you also represent your brand because we're not going to catch Ursula without a fly cut, without a fly look, whether it's a little longer or a short pixie, mm-hmm. even down mm-hmm. to your style and how you carry yourself. Like everything is on point. And I've noticed on your IG over the past couple of years how you've been really getting into the fitness as well. So I'm like yeah. the overall yeah. brand of Ursula Steven is like next level and I'm loving it. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I, yeah, you have to, you got to practice what you preach. It's true. And it, it really feels good. It feels good to get up. I never thought I would be the girl to get up and go to the gym before a gig. Oh, that was unheard of, honey. Mama needed all her sleep. Now I'm like, up, gym, move, let's go, let's get it. And, you know, I feel better. And it probably, yeah, it probably helps with your energy throughout the day and, you know, And that actually leads to my next question about balance and taking care of yourself. You know, you own your salon in Brooklyn and then you're a stylist as well and you travel and then you also partner with beauty brands as an ambassador and influencer. So what are some of the things that you do to balance it all? And you have to have a personal life as well. So we have to, you know, as women entrepreneurs, sometimes we're so career focused, but we have to also insert personal life here and spend time on that as well. So what are some of the things that you do to try to balance everything that you have going on? Well, first of all, I learned a long time ago that trying to balance this whole balance thing is not realistic. I think it's really more about making space. And that's just what I do. I just make space. You know, um, I just learn how to prioritize. I'm very good at that. <laughs> I prioritize everything. And I kind of just let the chips fall where they may. You know, I can't, you can't fight what's going to happen. So I, and I just really take it week to week, you know. If this week is, is full with, with a lot of outside work, then I build my, my salon around that, you know. 
And that's just how it is. I love that. I love that you said making space because people people stress out over balancing and it's not supposed to be stressful. (laughs) No, I'm like, child, no, just make space for it. Make room. That's it. Exactly. You have no choice. You know, pressure bus type. You know what I mean? That you just have to do it. It doesn't make any sense. So for me, I just just do it. I take it day by day and I, 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 I understand my job. So I know what to expect from this. I, I'm not I'm not doing what I do and having this amazing career and I think a pretty great life and looking at the person that works, you know, whatever schedule they have. They have people that work nine to five, people that work, you know, the night shift from twelve to whatever. I'm not comparing myself to them. I'm working with the schedule I have, you know? Right. So just like you know whoever has their set schedule them, they know they're off every Wednesday, they figure out there every Wednesday. Absolutely. So for me, you know, I, I look at my, my week ahead and I figure out well, I have this day off, then I can go to the spa that day, I can get a facial that day, go and have dinner with my girlfriends, I could go out and you know, I could have a date, you know, like I I I live my life and I plan my life. And I think that's that's that says a lot about me or any person in my position. You have to learn, you have to know how to handle your life. That's just what it is. I love that you, know? you have to prioritize and make space for yourself because I think that's the yeah. key. And whether it's something small, like in the morning, I'm like reading my devotional because I just need that time, you know, just to meditate and relax and block everything else out. And you you do find those times throughout your day and throughout your schedule to create that balance that you need for yourself. So I love that. And I love that you are not telling people to stress because some people are really like, okay, from eight to 10, I got to do this from noon to two. I got to do this. And we know in this world is not going to happen. You can get called at noon to be somewhere by two. And it's just, your day is completely different than what you planned. And I feel like trying to balance just, you kind of shuts off your, 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 how far you can go. Because I feel like when you try to balance it, like, I can't do that because I can't do this on this. No. You know, you got to make space. You could push this aside. Like, put it in. Just, you know, fold it down. Tuck it in. You know, you could you could figure it out when you try to make space. Exactly. But you only balance things and you're like, you know what? I'm only, I can't do no more. And, you know, this is hard for me to hear a little bit because I'm a Libra and our symbol is all about the scales and balance. So that is like our life's work to focus on balance. (laughs) And so, you know, I've had to learn over time to let go and to not have that type A personality with everything. So and it served me well. I'm like, okay, God, let me let go and let you handle this right now. You don't want to block the blessing while you're doing it because, you know, you may say, well, she, she says she's well balanced, honey. She don't need no more. Well, we're going to give this to this other person because, she don't, you know, no, just let it, just let everything happen the way it's supposed to happen. That's just it. Noted. I love it. So the cut life is obviously all about short hair from bob length to bald. And we see a lot of different trends that pop up. Um whether it's bold, like bright colors, like purples and greens and pinks and different things like that. What are some of the trends that you see, um, you know, happening in the future? Or what are some things that you think that you would want to see happening within short hair? Uh, I think it's kind of in that direction already, which is pretty much having healthy short hair. I think for a long time, a lot of people were kind of going into short hair because they had to, they had breakage and, you know, or whatever the case may be, or they just, they had, their hair was probably hard to grow, but I feel like now, a lot of girls are, you know, wearing short hair because they want to, because it's a great look, you know, and I think that now, we're moving into having healthy short hair, with movement and body and shine, you know what I mean? And I, I love that. Yes, hair care is yeah, key. Think, yeah, I 
uh, they hair care, they really, they're really applying hair care now a lot more with short hair. A lot of people felt before that, you know, well, I have short hair, so whatever, you know, but now they're, they're paying attention to their hair no matter what length it is. And I think that's great. And it's, I, I think short hair, short hair is not going anywhere. I think a lot of, you know, we, we, we did a really good job in this last couple of years making short hair mainstream. Because for a long time it wasn't. It was like, you know, short hair was, you know, it, it wasn't looked at as sexy. You know, Hallie helped it out a little bit. You know what I mean? But in general, like, you know, short hair wasn't a mainstream thing. And now we see Sanaa yeah. Lathan with yeah. the big chop. And she did it for yeah. a film, but it still looks fierce right. on her. And that's inspiring right. a lot of people right now. But she still did it. And that, that says a lot that she was willing to, to do it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. A lot of women understand that, you know, it, you don't have to have long hair to be beautiful. You know, you don't have to have no hair to be beautiful. So I love that, I and that. I love the fact that I'm like I have to tell people, look, just I wear my hair short because personally I like the way I look with short hair. Like I've worn, you know, sewn in bobs and different styles, and I'll continue to play throughout my life. But the look that I feel suits me best is short hair. So I tend to stay in that lane because people ask me all the time, well, since you have the cut life, do you feel like you have to rock your hair short forever? I'm like, I don't feel like I have to do anything, but I like my hair short. So I'm just rocking it that way because it's my preference. And I'm like, it's not because... You know, I broke up with somebody and I'm going through something and stressed out. And there are those, you know, instances where people have that going on. But I'm like, no, I rock it like this because I want to. Right. Okay, so we have a lot of aspiring stylists that want to, like we talked about earlier, get into the editorial space, work with celebrities, work with brands. What are some specific um, items or advice that you would give to these stylists because some of them don't even know like what should be in their kit and you don't have to like list everything because I feel like that could be something we do later where we have a paid webinar and you can give them right. the nitty gritty right. of all of that but just maybe right. some surface level general things that you feel stylists should be just prepared for even if it's not physical items but just mentally how they should be prepared to enter those spaces coming from the salon and into those spaces. One of the first things I want to really say to that stylist is learn the difference between salon hair and editorial hair. And then when you get into editorial hair, then you got to learn the difference between editorial hair, red carpet hair, you know what I mean? Things like that. Lifestyle hair, things like that. You have you have to learn, learn the difference because there is a big difference. A lot of times... A lot of salon stylists, they want it, they want it so bad and they just want, they just want to work with a celebrity. But the type of hair you're going to do for a celebrity or, let's say, for a color is two different types of, of hairstyles. When you are working with someone in a salon, you are creating a look for real life. When you are working for a magazine and you're doing an editorial shoot, you are there to create an illusion. Right, right. So what happens is a lot of stylists that start the editorial way they can't survive in the salon because all they have been doing is creating hair for illusion. And they're not thinking about the everyday woman and yeah. how she's maintaining so, yeah. her hair in between visits to the salon. Right. Yeah. So you don't know. And then you have to stop. The, the salon stylist has never done editorial or anything out the salon and gets on a set. And then you got um, that on the, on the cover of Glamour. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> and also not even just being able to execute the illusion 
but to be able to execute it in a timely manner because time is money on set. And that's the whole other thing. Like, can you execute within the time that's set for you by that person, the client that's hiring you for the job? Right. So start there and then everything else comes in in the webinar. Right. Yes. Every and that's what and we're speaking it now and everyone listening. We did not talk about this in advance, but I think it's necessary. So we're gonna have a webinar coming soon where you can pay yeah, and get the real nitty gritty because yeah, we are not doing free consultations today. No, we just you see how we just made space for a webinar. We didn't even know we were gonna do that. Now Listen, we're gonna figure it out. Now we gotta figure it out and make it happen because it's needed. And you know these questions, I'm sure you get flooded with in your DMs and your email and when you see people when you're out and you know you worked hard and built your reputation and it's valuable information that is worth something so people that are serious that want to know the ins and outs and to be prepared prepared as much as they can be what you can't do is teach them how to do good hair they have to practice that on their own but you can provide them the tools that's needed to at least be professional and ready for those opportunities as good as possible so hey i like i like this we need to get jess on the email yeah. everyone jess yeah. is ursula's assistant we got to get her on the email and start planning this webinar because this is good stuff right yeah. here so well, my next last question was actually what projects are you currently working on that you want to talk about and things that you have coming up it looks like one of the things may be a webinar for the cut life coming up soon <laughs> i love that recently added yes recently added, recently added. Um, <laughs> webinar for the cut life well it's funny because that we even brought that up this is the year that I really want to um, really start teaching my classes. So I love it. All, you know, it all, it all kind of, you see how that just kind of happens. So, yeah, so that's one of the things on my agenda. Please, um, friends and followers and fans, don't pressure me. Let me get it together the right way. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So right now, that's, the, that's one of the things that's on the top. Other little things I can't really speak about, but things are happening. I planted a few seeds in um, 2017, and um, I'm hoping that this is the time for them to um, really flourish and grow. So I'm excited about about my new challenges. I don't know what they are yet, but I, I did it. I had a you know a long, long, long um, work year last year, and I'm kind of just now not pushing myself to be you know everybody's like new year, new me, 2018. Let's go work harder. No, no work, no days off. I'm right. Like, that ain't me, son. I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I accomplished most of my goals last year. You know, a few little lingering ones that, you know, you can't beat yourself up, you know? I'm with so, you. Sometimes you have to quiet your mind and, you know, yeah, and, not be so yeah. gung-ho. Yeah, I'm still, I'm, that's where I'm at. I'm at quiet your mind stage just right now. And, you know, just starting up slowly so I don't burn myself out. But I'm still here, baby. Well, I love it. And, you know, it's 2018 and eight is the number of new beginnings. So I feel like there is an emergence of new, amazing things that are going to start happening for so many great people that I either know or just know in passing or have seen, you know, the growth. And I'm excited. So Ursula Steven Mm -hmm. and the Cut Life Spring 2018, I'm thinking, you know, we got some things coming for you guys. So you can pay to get this this knowledge. Yeah. Because I have a lot more to say, trust me. Absolutely. I know. I mean, I can I can hear it in your voice now, but that's why I'm like, you know what, we're gonna put the pause button on it because 
this info is not for free, okay? Right, right. <laughs> well, no, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule um, and talking to us. I know everyone can find you on Instagram at Ursula Steven, U-R-S-U-L-A-S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Um, obviously, we're following her from The Cut Life, and we are posting her. She's on a recent post, so just go up there and show some love. And we look forward to seeing all of the great things that you're going to continue to do this year. And yeah. we hope to be a part of it for sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. No I'm problem. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Short hair oh, don't yeah. care. <laughs> exactly.